0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Churchocity Podcast. If you're looking for the spot to hang out and talk about all things church culture through the lens of a Gen Xer, well, guess what? You have come to the right place. My name is Heath Brady.
1: And I'm Andrea Brady.
0: And we, on a roll, yep, remain your faithful Churchocity Podcast personnel.
1: Coming at you.
2: Coming at
0: you! <laughs> Coming at you! One more time!
1: Tis the holiday season.
0: Oh, it is the holiday season. I know. It's my favorite time of year. I know. Me it's too. the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year.
1: <laughs> we went to a holiday market last night. Yes,
0: we did. It was and so it fun. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
1: there's so many cool things. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really really pretty and i like christmas lights a lot
0: you know we've been to those holiday bazaar type of things yeah like many many times over the years mm-hmm. i have to say Oregon's got it down <laughs> you know why why so much food and alcohol
1: yeah oh gee <laughs> <laughs> i know it and, seemed well, like
0: every other booth was a food item or a wine tasting
1: that's true <laughs> They had a lot of Christmas crafts too, which yes. I appreciate. A lot of jewelry and things like that, and candles, and lots of soaps and jams, jellies, things like that. You know,
0: hats and scarves.
1: Oh yeah, lots of that.
0: Doggy Sweet treats. Hats. Oh yeah,
1: you yeah.
0: Lots of really cool stuff. Yeah. And tucked way back in the corner was this little hardware handyman. Mm-hmm. Trying to give out business cards. Aw. Felt bad for the guy. Really? Because yeah. he wasn't
1: very. He didn't have a very good booth.
0: No, and he just was just like
1: tucked in the back. Yeah, and,
0: nobody was talking to him, you know. You uh, could tell the look on his face he'd rather be having a root canal. <laughs> like I gave up my Friday night for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it was a good time though. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. We picked up a few cool things.
1: We put up some Christmas lights too.
0: Yes, we have we have officially begun the decorating process. Mm-hmm. In the Brady Fortress of Solitude. Right. The tree is up. Not decorated yet. That's going to happen soon. (laughs) And uh, Well, at
1: least the lights are on the tree. (laughs) That's
0: true. And the reindeer and the candy canes are out in the front yard. Mm -hmm. So it's starting starting to come together. Yeah. I, I am not like I used to be when I was younger and more skippy and spry. Mm-hmm. Where everything was up and ready to go the day after Thanksgiving Oh my Now I'm old and joints and muscles hurt a lot easier and.
1: It's more of a process Yeah,
0: it's like, hmm, let's see, how much can I do today? I'll put up this one thing, oh man, I'm done <laughs> But we're getting there Yeah We're getting there, it's coming along yeah. But Andy? Yes How are you doing over there, my love?
1: I'm doing okay Doing okay? Yeah isn't okay. Just okay? Yeah. We have a puppy. Oh, is that if we... why you're just okay? No.
0: <laughs> little Oscar is He's wearing you down? A
1: little bit. Yeah? It's been fun chasing him around, but you know, potty yeah. training is hard.
0: Potty. He's getting better though.
1: He is. He's doing so much better. Yeah. He's smart.
0: He's starting to sleep on his own yep. at night. Yep.
1: yep. So
0: that's good. Yeah he's such a snuggler i know that big furry hot water bottle (laughs) he's so wonderful
1: i really love dogs but i think with this dog i don't know things are a little different oh yeah how so well i don't know i feel like he's more of a part of the family i don't know there's something about this dog that's different i love my other dogs don't get me wrong But this one has a very unique personality that's more relatable. Mm. And he just wants to be a part of everything that we're doing.
0: Included. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Our, my other dogs, they're kind of like, I don't know, off in their own little world. They wanted to play by themselves or lay by themselves. And this little guy. And he has very human-like eyes. <laughs> yes,
0: that peer into your very soul.
1: And they're very expressive, so you can like see what his emotions are. It's he's very relatable. I yeah. don't know. There's something about this dog that's different. I really I'm really having fun with this dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: He definitely communicates with his eyes.
1: Yes, he does. And I just love that. Yeah. And he's very snuggly. My other dogs, I mean, Sh- Sugar likes to snuggle, but she's really furry Mm -hmm. so it's hard to hold her for very long because she's so hot she gets so warm yeah yeah but this dog yeah it's like a furry hot water bottle yeah (laughs) he's so (laughs) funny and he goes limp you know when he lays on you which is nice
0: (laughs) and when he passes out like you feel the full weight of him he's up to 17 pounds now
1: yeah i know he's like a weighted blanket yeah. or one of those little I don't know I think I've seen them at Target they're like these little stuffed animals that with they have rice or something oh the in weighted the plushies yes yeah. he's like a weighted plushie that
0: just came out of the microwave yes yeah. it's
1: so cute
0: it's pretty awesome yeah Oscar's the best he is the best yeah well Andy yep we're gonna have fun on our episode today mm. oh yeah yeah
1: are we continuing our conversation in Galatians 5? We are. <laughs>
0: but before we get into all of that, we want to remind all of you that if you want to support us here at Churchosity, it's very, very simple. First off, all you have to do is give us a rating, and if you feel like it, you can also leave us a review. Because believe it or not, your ratings and your reviews not only help to popularize Churchosity, but they make it a lot easier for other people to find us. You can also follow us on the socials, which are Facebook and Instagram. Look for us at the tag at ChurchocityPod. And if you really, really love this episode, mm-hmm. which you know what, Andy?
1: I think they will. I think they will too.
0: <laughs> Be sure to share this episode with all of your friends. Yes. However, you're able to click on the link of what you're listening to and share the link with your friends. Do so. Attach a friendly little note saying, hey, you know what? These churchosity peeps, they're the coolest Gen Xers we've ever met. And uh, they have some great stuff to say. Hang out. Be part of the conversation because we think that your friends will love us just as much as you do. Don't you?
1: I think so, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what, Andy? What? We have some exciting news. We do. Yes. Mm -hmm. We have another... Patreon,
1: Another Patreon. Another
0: Patreon. How exciting is that? That's super exciting. They like us. I know. They really like us. <laughs> so as we promised, uh, this individual who is our new Patreon is going to have their name shouted out and forever echoing and bellowing through the halls of Churchosity podcast.
1: Yes.
0: And that individual is... Katie Odell, long-time listener and fan of the podcast, great friend, awesome kids, great family. We love you. We love you. We love you. We do. You're so awesome. We appreciate your support and your faithfulness to the podcast and badgering us for more.
1: (laughs) It does. It helps us stay motivated.
0: Yes. When when we we know even more how much people appreciate our content by the badgering for more content and the patronage. Yeah. Like, we, we really, really appreciate it. We do. So, Katie, from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We do. And thank you so too, much. along with the other Patreon supporters, now get early access two days ahead of schedule from the rest of the general population to listen to each new episode. Ooh. So... That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And pretty more exciting. stuff to come. And more stuff to come. Yes, we, we got stuff in the cooker, man. It's going to be great. So once again, Katie and all of our Patreon supporters, we thank you. And if you want to join the ranks and have a seat at the table with the rest of the Patreon supporters, it's really simple. Go to patreon.com slash Pod and sign up. Be a Patreon supporter for the mere cost of a grande peppermint mocha per month. <laughs> like, in, in, instead of on that Saturday afternoon when you just have to go into town and get yourself a Starbucks, stay home. Brew yourself a Keurig, <laughs> Get yourself some peppermint mocha creamer from the grocery store. Right? It's a lot cheaper. It is. And sit back, make yourself a fresh cup of coffee and listen to us instead. That's right. Ooh. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. So yeah, join us for the journey But all you Patreons, Katie, especially today, we thank you. We love you. You're awesome. All right, Andy. Yeah. Business (laughs) handle. You ready to get into this? I am. We are going to continue our fun and eventful and somewhat controversial conversation about the Fruits... The fruit, the fruits. Fruit. Fruits of the the Spirit. Spirit. Yep. As laid out by the Apostle Paul himself in Galatians chapter 5.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said something controversial. Controversial. What do you you mean?
0: Well, you know, what's controversial about the fruits (laughs) of the Spirit is that we can't decide if it's fruit or fruits.
1: Or if it's controversial or controversial.
0: Yeah, that too. (laughs) Tomato, tomato, right? (laughs) No, but you know we have we have this kind of provocative view about this list of fruits uh-huh. that one builds on to the next or produces oh. the next produces the next, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, kind of along those lines, you know I think that when whenever you're reading through scripture, you see lists of things, mm-hmm. you know like here you have lists of fruits, and a few verses above this you have lists of you have a list of the deeds of the flesh. Mm. Um, In in all through the Old Testament, you have like how um, the nations of Israel are all listed. Um, In Genesis 5, you have a list of names, which is a genealogy. Like you have these lists that are all over the Bible, right? Yeah. And I think that um, a lot of times when we look at these lists especially when they come to things like the fruit of the Spirit, or like in 1 Corinthians 13, with the list of the attributes of what agape love is, Mm -hmm. we tend to look at these lists as actual checklists or boxes that we have to check off to basically remain in God's good graces or uh, make sure that God still likes us. There's this kind of propensity to look at a list like the fruit of the spirit and go, okay, well, let's see. Did I love someone today? Was I joyful today? Was I peaceful today? Etc. You know what I'm saying? That's
1: true. Like, Some days I might feel like I have goodness, but maybe not patience.
0: <laughs> right. And the reason, what makes our view provocative mm-hmm. is that we don't believe that these are things that we check off mm-hmm. on a daily basis or work to check off on a daily basis. And it's ironic because in context, this whole book of Galatians is written to a church. Remember that Paul, uh, on his missionary journey, planted this church in Galatia, and then he left a pastor in charge and then moved on. And on Paul's coattails were these Judaizers or false teachers that were doing a rather impressive job of convincing these newly converted Christians to return back to a law-focused or works-oriented religion. Right, And so Paul is giving this list here in Galatians 5 of fruits of the Spirit, but they're not works that we do. Hmm. They are a product of what the Holy Spirit does in us.
1: And it develops over time. And it
0: develops over time, Got it. exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it's just so cool that that I mean, Paul, you know, he he was a smart, smart guy, and the way that he communicated was not only somewhat baffling because you look at something like this, like oh, okay, well, you know, love, joy, peace, patience. Wait a minute, uh, I'm not loving today, but I have self control, so check that box off. And yet he says that these are the fruit of the spirit, that it's the Holy Spirit that produces these things within the follower of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It isn't the follower of Jesus that accomplishes these things. Right. right. Because at best, what we accomplish is the deeds of the flesh, Mm -hmm. but maybe laced with chocolate. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So this is kind of like the sanctification process.
0: That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, because these are things that develop over time, mm-hmm. right? Like a person professes their faith in Jesus, they they aren't going to wake up the next day and be all of this. Although maybe they will, I don't know. But I'm just saying
1: <laughs> for a minute. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, you know how it is when you when you you know, like especially like like people like me that became a Christian at an older age, you know, at the ripe old age of fourteen, but. <laughs> you know cuz some people you know they become christians when they're little little toddlers and some people they become christians when they're 50 i mean everyone everyone comes to a saving knowledge of jesus christ at a different point in their life right and i would imagine that is that the older you are when you come to the saving knowledge of jesus that for a hot minute mm-hmm. you're all of these things mm. like you turn into a virtual john the baptist <laughs> right But then eventually the honeymoon is over yeah and life kicks in Mm -hmm. and that's where the proverbial rubber meets the road Mm -hmm. you know uh how much faith how much faith is from god versus how much faith was mine
2: oh you see what i'm saying that's true
0: so i just kind of wanted to talk that in that in that kind of respect, as a lead-in to the two fruits that we're going to discuss today, mm-hmm. because uh, in context, that's the conversation. It's it's the conflict between what we are trying to accomplish on our own versus allowing the Holy Spirit to accomplish the fruits in our lives. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So the two that we're going to talk about today. On this episode are faithfulness and gentleness. Nice. Faithfulness and gentleness. Mm-hmm. So faithfulness, mm-hmm. the fullness of faith. Hmm. That's a better way to say that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because Andy, yeah. when you when you hear the term faithfulness, like think about it through human lens. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're going to say, oh, that person is faithful.
1: Fidelity. Fidelity. Yeah. S-
0: uh, someone who is reliable. Yeah. Someone who is consistent.
1: Old faithful.
0: Old faithful. Right.
1: I'm talking about our dogs. <laughs> How faithful they are. Like, yeah. They won't leave you.
0: And Oscar's already very faithful. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. He actually growls at noises now.
1: Mm. He's
0: like, nobody's going to hurt us. And then he goes and runs under the couch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Think about, you know, consistency.
0: Yep. Well, I will have you know that those are all man-centered qualities.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Those are all things that we do. Right. And we're not talking about the things that we do. Mm. We're talking about the things that the Holy Spirit brings about in us. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the sanctification process, right? Yeah. So here's something interesting. Hmm. This word here for faithfulness in the Greek, it's literally the same exact word that is used in Ephesians chapter 2. Oh, the infamous Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, etc. Mm-hmm. That word there for faith is the same exact Greek word for faithfulness in Galatians 5. Oh. And so when you break down this verse in Ephesians chapter 2, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. See, we believe, Andy, we believe on churchosity. We mm-hmm. believe. That we are saved by grace alone, mm-hmm. through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Right? Correct.
2: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: And what's interesting is that the grammatical structure of this verse here in Ephesians two eight it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Mm-hmm.
1: Grace it, alone, faith alone. Yeah.
0: And and this is not of yourselves. Mm-hmm. And and the that that's not of yourselves is referring to faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that very faith in Christ alone is a gift from God.
2: <sighs>
0: and and so, you know, you asked me, what's provocative about our view, our conversation of the fruit of the Spirit? Well, the way that faithfulness is defined, like, is the greatest definition of a work that only God does. Mm-hmm. See, in Ephesians 2, 8, it is not faith that we have conjured up that saves us. It is faith that God has gifted us. Mm. And in Galatians chapter 5, it is not faithfulness or the fullness of our own faith. It is the fullness of the faith that God has gifted us with. Interesting so when you go all the way back to the beginning of the list of the fruits of the spirit and how they build off of each other Mm -hmm. that love produces joy and joy produces peace and peace produces patience and patience produces kindness and kindness produces goodness then it's almost safe to infer Mm -hmm. that that is what the fullness of the faith that the holy spirit has produced in your life all looks like That the fullness of your faith is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. Mm -hmm. And duly noted, it's consistent, it's stable, and it's a regular occurrence. Mm -hmm. So it's not an either or, it's a yes and. Because this is the sanctification process, this is a fruit of the Spirit, this is a this is a habitual behavior. Remember, we talked about that, that the way that these words are in the voice and tense in the Greek, when Paul writes these, that this is like a, a habitual demonstration of the fullness of faith that God has brought about in our lives. It's not something that we've accomplished on our own. It's something that the Holy Spirit has produced in our lives. Right. It's a fruit of the Spirit. hmm So do you see how those go hand in hand? Mm -hmm, I do. Do you see how all of the fruits on the list that lead up to faithfulness pretty much define what the fullness of faith looks like? Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What, What do you think about the term faithfulness?
1: Well, I don't know. When I was looking through the concordance to look at the word faithfulness in the Greek, it was kind of interesting I noticed something that um, when Jesus was talking about that word um, their faith a lot of the time it was referring to them being full of faith and and get, being healed and mm-hmm. that your faith has made you well things like that and you know if you have the faith of a mustard seed you can move mountains mm-hmm. and um, you know if you have faith and do not doubt Things like that. Right. Over and over and over again. Have faith in God, or um, even to the person who, um, you know, your faith has made you well.
0: Or how about when he has the children around him and he says, unless you have faith like one of these little ones?
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when Paul starts using this word, he talks a lot about faith. Equaling righteousness. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And that they kind of go hand in hand.
0: Right. Yeah. But whose righteousness is it?
1: That's a good question. Because
0: <laughs> think about it. Well, Who's, whose righteousness is it that is in us?
1: Well, Christ's. Right. Yeah.
0: So it makes sense then if faith, which is a gift from God, produces Christ's righteousness within us.
1: Mm -hmm. It's credited to us as righteousness.
0: Yeah, our faith is credited to us as righteousness. Right. Yes, exactly. Like if you look in Hebrews 11, which we like to call the Hall of Faith, Mm -hmm. and you see all of these pillars of the Judeo-Christian faith, no pun intended, all listed and how they displayed their faith. Mm-hmm. through their works, through the things that they did, right? Mm-hmm. But those weren't things that they would have been able to accomplish or perform on their own strength and in their own version of faith, you know, because faith and trust on a human level is very, very different than the gift of faith that God gives us. Mm-hmm. Because right. the gift of faith that God gives us is the faith that, that is like a mustard seed, mm-hmm. is the faith that can move mountains, is the faith that can make us well. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a really cool um, comparison that you were making there, honey, that that when Jesus is talking about faith, it's like the the only like, 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 I like to think about the children and how when Jesus says, unless you have faith, like one of these little ones, well, you don't have to really do a hard work on children to convince them that there there's even an existence of God. (laughs) They just instinctively believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they haven't been tainted or distracted by the cares of this world and pulled or, or enticed off course and, you know, losing focus on, on godliness, right.
1: right? Like in the seed, the sower. Yeah. And like their fertile fertile soil. The seed that falls <laughs> in the fertile soil? Yeah. I think, you know, and then the ones that are choked out by the cares of the world, like you were saying. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, as we get older we start questioning more and, you know, trying to reason with our own logic. Yeah. But, you know, faith sometimes flies in the face of logic.
0: Exactly. And I think that this godly gifted faith, I think that this fruit of faithfulness alone is something that really demonstrates the constant opposition between the flesh and the spirit Mm -hmm. because i think that there is a point where our human faith and the god-given faith collide with one another
2: Mm.
0: i can think of two examples one off the top of my head is when john the baptist is in prison now remember this is Jesus' second cousin This is the guy who preached baptism for the remission of sins. And then one day he looks up across the Jordan River and sees Jesus coming. And he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then he baptizes his cousin and Jesus' earthly ministry begins. Right? Right. This is the guy who knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, even when he was still in his own mother's womb, mind Mm. you, that this was the Messiah.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And yet... Fast forward years later, when that same John is in prison, he has doubts about some things. Right. And he asks, no, he sends some of his followers to go ask Jesus, are you the one or shall we look for another? You see how the the human faith and the God-given faith collide with one another?
1: Yeah, but when I read that, it's so discouraging.
0: It can be, but yet it should also be encouraging because if even John the Baptist would wrestle with that, we're in good company. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or how about this one? In Mark chapter 9, there's this interesting exchange that takes place between Jesus and the Father. Hmm. It starts in verse 17. And one of the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. I told your disciples to cast it out and they could not do it. And then in verse 19, Jesus says, bring the boy to me. Verse 20, they brought the boy to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit threw him into a convulsion and falling to the ground. He began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Now catch this. He asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Now catch this. Yeah. But if you can do anything, take (laughs) pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if "If you can, (laughs) all things are possible to him who believes. And now here's the point immediately this is verse 24 immediately mm-hmm. the boy's father cried out and said i do believe help my unbelief mm. i just love that yeah because this is a person this is a man who has his who has faith enough of his own that jesus christ if he wants to if he can 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 release his son right And yet, Jesus says, if... (laughs) If... So it's, it's it's a battle of whose faith are you operating here on? Are you operating on your own version of faith? Or are you operating on the version of faith that's given to you by God? Because in verse 23, he says, All things are possible to him who believes. To him who believes. And we don't even have the faith to believe. Unless it is given to us by God. Ephesians 2.8 Wow. Isn't that intense?
1: Yeah, it is. And help so, my unbelief. <laughs> yeah, help my unbelief. <laughs>
0: wow. That should be all of our prayer. Yeah. So when we go back to that list of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That the fruit of the, one of the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. It is the fullness of faith. It is the fullness of it is the full demonstration the habitually full demonstration of love joy peace patience kindness and goodness and the very faith that god has gifted us gifted us with hmm. it's intense right yeah
1: it's super intense
0: super intense <laughs> however it's not impossible no because if it was impossible if it was something that couldn't happen not only would it not be on paul's list but there wouldn't be not one but two more fruits afterward. <laughs> right. So obviously it doesn't stop with faithfulness. No. The, the, the sanctification process produces not one but two more fruits. Nice. In our lives. That's pretty exciting. That is. So it's good to know that the buck doesn't stop at faith. <laughs> that there's more, there's more fruit to be produced in our lives.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So, what's the next fruit you ask?
1: Gentleness.
0: Gentleness. Gentleness.
1: Hmm.
0: This is a fun one. Is it? Uh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. It's
0: not a fun one. Uh, let me ask you something Andy. Yeah. Yeah. In the United States of America in 2023. Okay. How natural is it for we as humans to be gentle?
1: I don't think we're gentle very often. Unless we're talking about, you know, being gentle with a baby or with a puppy or,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. Or an expensive piece of china. Yeah. Just being careful. Right. Being careful. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what gentleness is either. No. 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 (laughs) No. (laughs) Gentleness isn't being careful or cautious Mm. or treating something delicately.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: Gentleness is a synonym for meekness. Okay. It's an attitude. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: It's the vat from which your emotions come out of.
1: So meekness is always one of those words that I'm kind of like, um, does that mean like treating others like they're more... Important than yourself, or is that what that means? It's
0: kind of an offshoot of humility.
1: Ah, yeah,
0: okay. Want me to show you something pretty cool?
1: Yeah, show me.
0: Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes. Blessed are the so-and-so, for they shall get such and such. Yeah. Now, if you want to, right now, Mm -hmm. listeners of Churchosity, pause this episode go back into our repertoire of episodes, and I believe it's in the middle of season one, we did a whole series called Hashtag Blessed, where we literally broke down each one of these Beatitudes one by one. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I suggest that is because Matthew chapter five, verse five says, "Blessed, blessed are the gentle for they shall inherit the earth. But there's two Beatitudes before it and just like Paul's list of the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5 and one leads into the next leads into the next
2: mm-hmm.
0: Matthew's list of beatitudes that Jesus is giving on the mount of olives ironically one leads into the next which leads into the next mm-hmm. so blessed are the poor in spirit leads into blessed are those who mourn which leads into blessed are those who gentle blessed are the blessed <laughs> are the gentle yeah. So just as a side note, if you want a little bit more uh, backstory and support for this Beatitude, go back and listen to that episode in hashtag blessed. Mm. We'll wait for you. Okay, if you left and now you're back. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. First of all, blessed means to be happy, fortunate, lucky You know, like truly fulfilled in your life. So the truly happy, fortunate, lucky person is the one who is gentle or meek or humble of heart. Mm -hmm. And the consequence of that is that they inherit the earth. And this is one of those times where the English rendering of the scriptures does a very big disservice to what is being communicated. Because... If I was to just kind of casually read this For they shall inherit the earth What do you think I would think that means?
1: Uh, That we're going to take over and take charge
0: Sure, that we're going to have this inheritance And that we're going to be wealthy And you know, etc, etc Like I would imagine that the Blabbits and Grabbits crew They probably (laughs) love this verse a lot And yet they're not very gentle or humble or meek (laughs) I'm just saying No, a better way of, a better way of, a better translation of this verse is that the truly happy, fortunate, blessed ones are those who are gentle, who are humble, who are meek, for they shall, they shall find favor with others. Hmm. Has a different kind of connotation to it, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about, you know, finding favor with someone, it means that. They can stand to be around us. They actually welcome our company. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know too many people that I welcome into my company who are arrogant and abrasive. You know, basically the polar opposite of gentle. I, I, I don't I don't want someone who isn't gentle, meek, mild, or humble around me for very long. Right. So what jesus is saying in matthew 5 is how blessed happy fortunate lucky are those who are humble of heart who are meek who are gentle because mm. they will find favor with others
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and i would like to think that especially as christians this would be an attribute of our daily christian life that we would want to regularly put on display
2: that's true like wouldn't we,
0: like wouldn't it wouldn't it be like a million times easier to have a conversation about your faith with someone who is not a believer if you already had favor with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: And so yeah. the way to have favor with someone is what?
1: To be gentle. To be
0: gentle, to yeah. be meek, to be kind, to be humble, mm-hmm. right? And in context, this is a person who has come to the end of themselves already and has, and, is, and hates the sin in their life. Right. That's what makes them gentle, mm-hmm. according to the Beatitudes list. Mm-hmm. But isn't that just cool?
1: That is cool. You know, what I was thinking, you know, we're talking about this list that builds on each other and it develops over time. And by the time you get down to the very um, last few qualities.
0: Or you were, were going to say it. You were going to say it. I was not going to say it.
1: I was not going to say it. No. No. Um, by the time, <laughs> by the time you get down to the last few fruit, um, <clears throat> you're pretty much, I don't know, you're not a baby Christian anymore.
0: Mm, good point.
1: Okay. Logically speaking. And so why would you need this gentleness at this point in your life or in your walk with the Lord? What is the purpose of of having this gentleness.
0: You mean when you're no longer a baby Christian? Yeah. I would think because it makes Christ more attractive because Christ likeness is ever more present in your daily life. Right. It, it makes it make it, it, it's, it's a quality about you that others go, Hey, mm-hmm. I want some of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I'm also thinking if you need to, um, guide others that are in their walk that maybe aren't as mature or uh, more baby Christians. Or if you see someone who's um, sinning and you need to help them and guide them, if you don't have that gentleness and you're not this far along, you probably don't have a very good chance of actually helping them. Discipleship. Yeah, discipleship. Because... You know, if you walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, sinner,"
0: <laughs> right. right?
1: What do you think you're doing? It's not going to go over very well.
0: Hey, sinner. Hey,
1: sinner. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know that makes
0: me think of the of the parable of the of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when the parable that Jesus tells of the rich young ruler, I'm like, thankful I'm not like that tax collector over there. <laughs> you <laughs> sinner. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, you know, honey, that's a really great point. It makes me think of Proverbs chapter 15. Oh. Verse one. A gentle answer turns away wrath, mm-hmm. but a harsh word stirs up anger. Right. A gentle answer. Spouses, a gentle answer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. turns away wrath. Mm-hmm. Guess what wrath is? <laughs> one of the deeds of the flesh. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Right there in that one verse, you've got the constant contention between the spirit and the flesh. That war. Gentleness versus wrath. Mm-hmm. A gentle answer turns away wrath. That's a really great point. You know, I would imagine that if I was, to use your vernacular, a baby Christian, I would find it really, really difficult to strengthen my walk or be in a state of strengthening my walk. I guess a better way of saying it is that I would imagine that my sanctification process would be slowed immensely by being in the presence of other so-called Christians that were not gentle.
1: That's true. Yeah i don't
0: know i mean i've been a christian for 36 and a half years Mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to be around quote-unquote christians who are not gentle that's true even ones that have supposedly been walking with christ longer than i have
1: Mm -hmm. i mean think about what the opposite of gentle might be
0: a jerk Not gentle, yeah. <laughs> abrasive,
1: abrasive. <laughs> well, or unapproachable, um, judgy.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, if somebody is abrasive or judgmental like that, like, it, like it's like walking on eggshells whenever you're around them. Yeah, you know, you don't want to set them off. Mm. You know, don't want Don't want to kick the bear, so to speak. Right. You know, it's interesting. Hmm. At, at this point, I'm just kind of doing this mental inventory of these fruits of the spirit. Uh-huh and like you like you said, you know by the time you get towards the end here, this is not someone who's typically a baby Christian this is someone who's walked with Jesus for a long time yeah like I can think of a handful of people off the top of my head who habitually display all of these things, all of these qualities, and all of them were senior citizens yeah like my grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, I've said it before mm. My grandfather's the godliest man I ever knew And that man never lost his cool He never raised his voice He he was gentle and kind Even when he had to correct mm. Like, him and my grandmother never argued mm-hmm. it, they, I didn't say they never disagreed Right But they never argued Like, you know, it's kind of like When the Apostle Paul says, watch me mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "You want you want to know how to live? Watch me Mm-hmm. And and yet, there's not enough Christians in the body of Christ that are worthy of being watched.
1: Wow, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I think that a lot of times we're we're just dancing in the other list.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said for multi generational congregations mm. and getting to know the elder uh, people in the church, and mm-hmm. you know having them disciple or you know just being friends and watching them right (laughs) there's a lot of wisdom to be had yeah um but yeah you're right I mean if I think about that I think about um the people that I know who display these have been senior citizens (laughs) yeah I mean, you know, it's a process, I guess, a lifelong process yeah. sometimes, but...
0: I mean, I like to always say that I will always be God's project.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's it's comforting to know that He is always at work. That the Holy Spirit is always at work bringing about my sanctification process. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true for all believers. Yeah. And um. I would love, um, in my old age, to be habitually demonstrating these things right. but looking over this list I still got a lot of way- long ways to go
2: uh.
0: <laughs> because I, I don't I'm, I, I can tell you that I am not always gentle mm-hmm. and I am not always operating on the, the Lord's gift of faith and I'm not always good and I'm not always kind and I'm definitely not always patient etc you know yeah. I know that I want to be and I, I, think that's, I think that that is the endearing quality of walking in the spirit. It's not about checking off the boxes. It's not about getting it right every day, all of the time. It's about wanting to get it right. right. It's about wanting to put Christ's likeness and his righteousness on display in our lives habitually and on a regular basis. Because at the end of the day... Every single one of these habitual behaviors is an outward expression of the change that Christ has brought about from within. Mm -hmm. It's wearing on the outside what makes Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, attractive to other people. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It isn't our love. It isn't our joy. It certainly isn't our peace. It sure as heck isn't our (laughs) fatal attempt at patience. It sure as heck isn't what we think kindness is. It sure as heck isn't goodness. We are far from faithful. Mm -hmm. And apart from Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, good luck being gentle.
1: And that's all we have to say about that.
0: Thank you for tuning in once again to another episode of the Churchosity Podcast, the show where we try to give you the Gen X take on church culture. And thank you once again, as always, to my freaking amazing wife and phenomenal co-host.
1: Well, you're very welcome. Be sure to follow us on all the socials. That's Facebook and Instagram. Our tag is at Churchosity Pod. Drop us a message and give us your feedback because we'd really love to hear from you.
0: <laughs> and don't forget that you too can become a Churchosity Patreon supporter for the mere cost of a grande peppermint mocha each month. You too can support us and receive cool perks like early access to new episodes and so much more. Look for us at patreon.com slash and don't forget to spread the word about Churchocity Podcast by just simply telling a friend to tell a friend what we're doing here.
1: Yeah, let them be a part of the conversation too.
0: But always remember that the goal of our instruction is love.
1: From a pure heart.
0: And from a good conscience.
1: And a sincere faith.
0: So we thank each of you again for listening. And we look forward to catching you all on the next episode of Churchosity Podcast. Peace. Oh,